<laughs> that's basically all we've been doing. I literally said before we recorded this. Let's not, let's not make predictions because we'll come across it after. All it has been is a predicting thing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Great Unraveling Podcast. My name's Matt and I make this show with my good friend, political commentator and general fuck-up, Ben Kelly. Hello. This podcast is told from the point of view of two fed-up, nearly middle-aged dads, that's us. We're wrestling with our pandemic-tainted lives and unravelling minds. The premise is each fortnight, Ben has a subject for discussion, we discuss it, before then bollocking on about other shit. Please enjoy. Hello, Ben. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, I'm doing all right. Ish. Ish, I think. Yeah, ish. Very Christmassy scene behind your head right now. Yes. Thank you for noticing. I've got my Christmas background. Fantastic. You know why? Because I was was lacking in Christmas spirit. You know, I'm normally weirdly crazy Mm -hmm. about Christmas, but from, from basically Halloween onwards, and we watch The Nightmare Before Christmas, and then I start building up the excitement in my children to, until they're frothing at the mouth. Probably a weird a yeah. w- weird form of child abuse, really, to get them that excited. Like, literally, mm-hmm. like, just like, Christmas! Christmas is coming! All the decorations Good. and shit. Um, but this year, yeah. I thought, and that's meant to get you more in the Christmas mood, that the kind of dec- terrifying... Dec- Where'd you get them from the market? I mean, they're horrible. Which one are you talking it's about? kind of like neon, Father Christmas face... Those, yeah, those are like one pound weird little foil things that Joe refuses yeah, to have in the yeah. living room because they're hideous. That's exactly what they look like, yeah. If it was up to me, mm. it would be 1980s Christmas decorations all the way. You know, those things that, the foil things. Uh, yeah, I've got, that's what I've got in my house. fucking love those, but <laughs> Joe won't let me have them. In the, in, the, in the middle room in my house is yeah. this. Yeah, that's what's in there. Yeah, I love that. And I've got my Christmas village, which we haven't built yet, which is... Uh, Beautiful. Christmas village. Oh, yes. We should save all of this for the Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get too much into it. Ugh, do we need um, to start again? What, again? What's, uh, you, anyway, you're well. You're well. You're getting in the Christmas mood. What, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, we're talking about the post-pandemic world. How many will things oh, change? Good. What's going to change? What's going to go back to normal? What's going to be different? You know, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Right. recorded the last episode we were all excited about the vaccine and looking forward to life after the pandemic good old normal life you know when you do things and go places and see people normal life you remember it exciting prospect now after the initial excitement the cold hard realism sets in the scientists have had to step in and say whoa there hold your horses it's not like pressing a button and it's all done with normal maybe some time away the horrible unvarnished truth we just do not want to hear right now 
But what will things be like next spring, next summer? So this week, that's what we want to discuss. The post-pandemic world. This was inspired by the telling and, well, quite funny press conference last week with Professor Van Tam, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer for England, and Prime Minister Boris Johnson. With every dose of shitty-tasting medicine from the scientist, Boris was there with a spoonful of sugar. It was, it was weird. It was a weird one, directly contradicting the things he was saying. It epitomised the struggle between the science, the politics and human behaviour which isn't always predictable. Professor Van Tam said, I don't think we're going to eradicate coronavirus ever. It's going to become a seasonal problem. And Boris quickly waded in saying that he thinks the approval of the vaccine means the UK can be sure and certain of a return to normality by spring next year. And this is a near direct contradiction. Van Tam went on to say that some habits we've picked up during the pandemic will perhaps persist. And do I think there'll become a big moment when we have a massive party and throw away our masks and hand sanitise and look like it's the end of the war? No, I don't. Mm. And again, it's notable and quite funny how quickly Boris interjected to contradict him completely. Maybe, on the other hand, we may want to get back to life as pretty much as close to normal as possible. Again, direct contradiction. Who knows, we're in uncharted territory. But... If the vaccine rollout goes well, and we head into next summer, is it really difficult to imagine house parties, street parties, get-togethers, barbecues, just a big celebration where people do the things that we've not been able to do for over a year? Normal things. I don't think so. Science urges caution, but I think there'll be far less of it by next summer. After every crisis like this, many commentators and great thinkers declare loftily that things will never be the same again. We've heard a lot of it since March. Some of it has always seemed dubious. Like the end of handshaking. The end of handshaking. Really? Nah. It's much more likely that some things will change and a surprising amount won't. When the risk is lowered and people feel safer, the pull of old habits on a day-to-day basis will be incredibly strong. When the pandemic has been declared over, the vaccine has been rolled out, people are no longer dying on a daily basis and the virus is suppressed, I think we'll be surprised by how much the post-pandemic world resembles the old one. There will be some permanent change that will come, of course. Quite a few. And I hope that it's to our benefit. But at the end of the day, everyone is desperate to get back to the lives that we've lost. Yeah, it's it's tricky, isn't it? This like um, we're in this period where people start to make some quite bold predictions. Yeah, you see some quite conflicting uh, predictions about what the world's going to be like when we emerge from COVID. Yeah, that's happened from quite early on as well. The big one of the biggest ones was oh, we're all going to be remote, you know, remote working and uh, handshaking will be a thing of the past, and uh, you know things like that. How, how many? It's interesting to think how many of the behaviours that we've had to adopt will become customs, essentially. You know, so mask mask wearing, I think, is quite an interesting one because we had a bit of a weird thing about mask wearing. I mean, I think we should have introduced that, you know, almost immediately, but for some reason we didn't. And I'm, I'm really will be fascinated to see what happens there in this country because obviously. Uh, in a lot of Asian countries, after the pan- the epidemics they had there, 
it's it's totally normal to wear. I mean, partly that's for air pollution in China as well, but it's it's quite normal to wear masks. I can certainly see, for example, people in the winter season wearing masks like when they're on the London Underground and things like that. I think I've had a lot. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, even before the pandemic, you would see that every now and again. But it's much going. Yeah, it's going to be much yeah. more uh, ubiquitous now. Did you see like, people? Do people wear? I've never seen that myself, but because I don't live in London, but I don't, mm. yeah, you'd see it every now and again in London. Uh, I mean, usually it'd be like you know Japanese or Chinese. Yeah, yeah. People. But it's interesting with that if um, if that will ingrain into our culture as it has there. Um, for some, I think it will. You think it will. It's yeah, I think it will. It's 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 not it's not going to be everyone wearing them. Like in in those countries, it isn't everybody wearing no, them. No, no. It's in densely populated Cities, areas. Yeah. Certain people will wear them. Um, people with like respiratory conditions. Yeah. And, um, just people who are a bit, you know a bit more kind of cautious of these types of things. I wonder if I wonder if people will and companies will think differently about you know the tendency of people to go into work when they're ill or full of cold or whatever feeling shit and they're, go- they're going to work because they, they you know they're dutiful really but yeah. you know it's it, in a way it's actually inconsiderate because you're going on and, and giving you know everyone else the, what you've got will, will that sort of thing change i don't know yeah that, that'll definitely change like that sort of stuff i just see like just uh, well I'm bit, <laughs> are we just gonna sit here and like make predictions and we'll go yes i think that will happen yeah on we're doing too many 10, predictions because like, i'm gonna go nine it's like yeah it's like <laughs> on these things so far i'm like yep yeah, Yep, that's going to happen. Right, next. Yeah. No, it won't happen. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm wary of... I'm, I do, <laughs> yeah, that's funny that we are suddenly doing that because I'm actually very wary of making predictions. Like, it's really it's really hard to make make, make predictions. There's probably... It is, it is. Let's not, let's, let's not go near it. Let's not go near it. Well, let's the, not do that. In, yeah, but in contradiction to that, there are a couple of things <laughs> that I, I, I'm now going to predict that uh, I, I, I feel on. confident of. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. less business travel... Because comp- I might put so I put, might put some like countdown music at number five. Yeah. The, the, what's the what's the yeah yeah I'm gonna put that in here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go on. It's the first one. Less business travel. You know how many less business travel. I mean, I say well for example yeah how many people who work for a company go for some meeting in I don't know they go to like America or something. My dad used to do it. Fly to America for a meeting. I mean, and it's, that's kind of like mad, really, when you think about it now. When you know the technology is there and we're using it so much, and companies will now be going, we'll see how much money they can save by cutting that. So that's bound to, and that's good for the that's good for the environment as well, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah we all love the environment. Yes, yes, gotta love the environment. Everybody loves the environment. Everybody. Um, and. <laughs> the other big prediction though was about remote working and it, it, on, um, some people were all like oh well the offices are finished uh, you know we're all going to be working from home and city centres are all going to die and I think yeah so there might be a, might be a hybrid but I don't think it's going to be the total uh, total transformation that people, some people were predicting earlier on I think it'll be pretty seismic I don't think it's a total transformation but I do think it's well the thing is though even if say I don't know just say even ten percent of the workforce will yeah. remote work, and that's seismic. You know, that's that's, that's yeah, exactly, that would yeah. lead to yeah. a big change. In, you know, yeah. And it's it's not a bad thing. It's it's uh, change like that brings pain because obviously it makes businesses unvi- unviable and you know things like that. But 
Yeah, and we've all got more money in our pockets, and uh, you know they don't like that, do they? Yeah, well, no, know, yeah. The lizards. <laughs> yeah, the, liz- the lizard people. <laughs> the Jews. <laughs> the Jew lizards. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Jew lizards. Why are we talking about Jew lizards? Yeah. yeah. I think you and I both think that we're going to return to a lot a, many of the things are yeah. just going to be the same as they as they were before i think you know people yeah. will want to do that um like people will want yeah. to gather in large groups you know and they will want to do those things and they will happen as alien as aliens they feel that idea feels to us right now i think that it's pretty i think it's pretty quick people you will return to that but you would you will have this kind of rollover yeah. hangover from that this period whether that's in a beer gut or some kind of something you've learned about yourself, <laughs> or we're just wearing masks a bit more, you know, there's definitely going to be roll, rolling over. Um, I think where obviously with anything like this, any like huge um, event um, that impacts like across society, inevitably, you know, it's going to be the people who are on the fringes who are going to be feeling those had that hangover much more severely than other people so people with um you know yeah. mental health issues people uh, people in poverty people you know lost their jobs and um uh, those kinds of people those people like with any event they're going to be pretty fucked <laughs> by the whole thing and their their lives will be will be like yeah. severely forever some changed people by, by who it. have been impoverished um, by it and there's some people who have been driven into serious uh, mental illness um, you know, and yeah, there will be people who will be feeling the effects of this for a long, a long, long time. But there's a lot. Every single major event like this, like uh, 9/11, um, the the banking crash in 2008, does leave. It does have lasting effects. And if you look at those things, how it changes the political landscape so profoundly, and how. So you know, from the crash of two thousand eight and and the way it was dealt with afterwards, austerity, you know, things like that were a factor in all sorts of volatile politics, um, and the choices that politicians make after the pandemic could, you know, if we go back to some kind of austerity, for example, I just think that'd be a, a disaster. Yeah, like the yeah, who can predict what's going to happen in terms of that? And you would assume something. I've read somewhere it's like six months after something, like after it's the events happen, that's when you start to see the kind of ripples and the yeah. political landscape. Yeah, that starts to sink in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what's what, what's it going to be called? Scottish independence. I was thinking, what's that going to be called? Can we call Skeg- it Skexit? Skexit. Scottish independence. Weird, all of it. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not getting to that. Um. Skindy. Skindy. What what is it? Is there has it already got a name? Uh I don't think so. Is it wouldn't it be Skegsit? Skegsit. That sounds shit though, doesn't it? Skegsit <laughs> can't be called Skegsit. I just I think that probably when you listen to people from you know, scientists, uh people from the medical community bound they were bound to be more cautious than politicians and ordinary people. I I, I think that their predictions about you know some of them are saying oh things are going to be completely different for years and years and and, and I, I, I think that that they're only correct to an extent because I, I just don't think they're taking into consideration the way we behave you know it's going to take a while it's going to be like a phased in back to normality because obviously you can't it's not like flip flipping a light switch um the vaccination rollout it's going to take some time before we can really say that we've reached a level of safety where we can go back to some kind of normality. 
but I, I can't. I, I don't personally. But I, I mean, I, I don't. I said, I said, I said, I didn't want to make any predictions, but I've made fucking loads. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically all we've been doing. Literally said before we recorded this. Let's not <laughs> let's not make predictions because we'll come across after. All it has been is a predicting <laughs> thing. <laughs> It, 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 what the transition will be kind of fascinating when you imagine say if you get to april and uh, and i'm asked to go back into the office and you know things are back to sort of it's going to be so i'm going to be so it's going to be so weird i mean in the last few weeks since in this lockdown i was more prepared for it and i thought oh, i'll be all right but um but actually I've, I've i've realized that basically i only go out to pick up my kid from school and other than that i'm just in the house and usually in one room and, and going a bit weird, mm. and so, so I don't even go. To, don't go for walks. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> don't do anything. Don't see anyone. Uh, so it's just the, the transition back into. No. I, I wonder. I really wonder. How I'm going to feel about that. Like we were saying earlier about the the um, lasting mental health effects. You know, is it going to be that easy just to be suddenly right and get my suit mm. on and drive into work and not, you know, it's back to 2019. It's mm, I don't know. Very weird. It's been. It, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a, it a relatively long time to be living like this, isn't it? You know, it's it's bizarre. Mm. But yeah, there you go. But yeah, but what I want most, I think, is just the things to look forward to, the activities. That, you know, when you get to a weekend, every 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 week, with my wife will make the same joke. Oh, what are we doing at the weekend? Fuck all, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there's nothing. To, there's, you know, it's not booked in for me to come and see you or. You know, for us and the rest of the lads to get together, stuff like that, yeah, which, same, which we do, yeah. not nothing to look forward to. Yeah, holidays and shit. You know, oh, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, in that aspect, I feel like I can't fucking wait. But yeah, the transition might be interesting. See how I see how I deal with it. I deal, I deal with things yeah, in yeah. odd ways sometimes, as we as we know. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Um, so all right, so we. So there you go. We've predicted <laughs> we, everything. We wrap up? Uh, that's how it's going to happen. You mentioned you've uh, watched Onward recently. Did you have any waterworks when you? Because I, I told you to watch that, right? And uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I did cry I don't, like a baby. I, I don't think I blub. I did. I do think it was like yeah. restraining. We have to work, working really hard to not blub, um, which I don't always yeah. do. But yeah, it was difficult at the end. You know, it's the father thing again. We've both got daddy issues because they're dead. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like daddy issues like we were abused by our dads. The issue it's, is they're dead. It's like, it's just, <laughs> they're dead. We've got dead dads. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny that, like, yeah, it, it did get me a bit. And it, it was funny this year, actually, because um, when it came to the anniversary of his death, which every other year has been, I haven't marked it, but I've thought about it and it's made me sad. And this year, just sort of passing by, I was like, it didn't really feel a lot. And it feel like, I felt it every other year. What? Sorry, every other year. Every year since he died, 
I, I remember oh. the day that he died, and that has usually, <laughs> usually been quite a difficult... I thought it was like, you don't get sad every time, you get sad every other year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like to schedule it in, just schedule sadness. No, but like, yeah, every year that's been yeah. a thing. I think, like, my mum thinks of his birthday. She often texts me on his birthday, thinking, I'm thinking of you on this day, and I'm, and I'm always like, why? Because yeah. I never remembered his birthday when he was alive, so I don't remember it now. I, I can't even remember the fucking date of it now. But I remember the day he died because it was like the most intense day of my life. So, so, but yeah, this year didn't really, yeah, didn't really, didn't really make a big an impact. I think it's probably, I think you feel guilt. I felt guilt. I actually felt guilty for not thinking about it more. You know, do you know what I mean? If you find out if there's long periods where you haven't really thought about it, even, you know, it's quite a few years now. So it's 2017 he died. So it's quite healthy that by now I'd, not constantly, you know, thinking about it. But, yeah, it was, it, I did sound, it kind of felt weird when I realised, oh, yeah, this, this is the day, but I don't, I'm not really thinking about it. And I, yeah, and I didn't really didn't really reflect on it like I had in the other years. So it's probably a good thing, but, yeah, it's, it feels kind mm. of weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I understand that. I, I, I'm, like you are with, with the birthday, I'm the same with my dad's birthday, but I was actually also the same with his the date date of his death as well. Um, the the date of it never like stuck in my mind. The the the, the occasion of it and it happening yeah. is like scarred, completely permanently scarred oh, yeah. in, in, on my mind on my on my memory. But the actual the actual date and and like that having a like special kind of. Uh, conversations never it never sticks with me like, different type just, of thing though, i think my, my mind just doesn't work like that i guess it's, also yeah. like it's like i guess you got a call and you were told he had an accident and he died whereas i went to the hospital and watched him die throughout the day um so it's but it's so that i don't know it's it's different it's a different experience um well i can't speak of your experience i don't know what the fuck that like wouldn't wouldn't pretend to know what's that that that's like I think, you know, it just sticks in my mind because yeah, it was you know seeing a dead body and seeing seeing someone you love die is a very strange experience. It does kind of stick with you. I'm not saying obviously the experience, whatever experience you had on the day dad died, is obviously going to stick with you as well. I'm not trying, not trying. My my dad's death day was sadder than your day. But, no, yeah, just, yeah. Just, I mean, I'm, I feel, I feel like, um, how am I going to say what my experience was without that sound like I'm competing? Yeah, well, no, um, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And I don't mean to sound know, like I that. mean, yeah. I, I always, I always thought I, mean, I shouldn't say anything. I have, but suffice to say, I did spend time with my dad's dead body as well. Yeah. So, well, after because I did, yeah. Well, I've always felt personally to go that and see him and things, I yeah. was, I'd rather, even though it was pretty harrowing and traumatizing to just watch him die over many hours, I'd prefer that from what happened to you because it was sudden and you didn't. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers. Well, you know, to, sudden you weren't there. You just suddenly. Yeah, it was quite just, sudden. You, we weren't there. You yeah, just but, get you, a but phone call. like anything, I'd been expe- oh, also yeah, yeah. the other thing, um, of course, was that my dad had had cancer for ten on and off for ten years, so we were. We were we were preparing ourselves for his death for a very long time. So yeah, it's funny. Yeah, obviously, Dad was like very sudden, and it was like yeah, it was massively kind of traumatizing because of how it happened. Um, but I think with any of these things, you always look for the positives. In your case, you you you, you look you you kind of say, well, we were, we were prepared for it. We could have some kind of 
conversations with dad and you could have you could have some like times knowing that you know um you were like having well that's the thing uh, though it's not uh, like in the films didn't have experiences any... together but yeah it's not obviously not like in the films but at least you have some kind of awareness that some of the, the time you're spending together might be your last together and um, which obviously we didn't have anything like that mm. but but on the other side my dad didn't suffer in any way for an extended yeah. period of time yeah. and um and i always thought that's one of the big things i my, my dad would have hated that i know that um um and i would hate that myself um mm. So, you know, you, you do get, you, yeah, the, the, you look for the positives. Uh, yeah, it was very kind of traumatic at the way that it happened. Um, but, but you know, yeah, it just, yeah, it's, it's, it is horrific, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and like dad was, he was in Cornwall when it happened. They were on holiday oh, together, yeah, yeah. like yeah. my mum and my sister, um, and, and my sister's husband, soon to be husband. Um, and so, like, we were in, I was at home in London and we got the call and it was like, they just had the crash wasn't yet dead and it was like okay we've got to shit like you know we've got to kind of drive to cornwall a five-hour drive okay, and wow. then you get the call t- 10 minutes later literally 10 minutes later well not even something it's like five ten minutes later saying that he, he had died that is fucking but then it's like oh, driving for five hours to go and see him and then you know it's funny you seeing say- him in the hospital and mm. spent spending time with him and um obviously mm. yeah it's just very scar very scarring um, but like i say the actual date in in didn't didn't um i wonder why that is now, just, my mind now, now that you've i don't know if we've now that you've described the day i've thought i think i've changed my mind a bit now like i don't i don't think i don't it maybe it is just the way your mind works rather than it the events being different because you're describing that a bit was it like because i imagine you know you get a call it's been in a crash then you still have hope that you know he's gonna pull yeah there was that yeah for 10 minutes yeah. 10 i mean minutes. i did i could tell from the my the, my mum's voice that wasn't good. It was. It was. It wasn't good. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just at work, and yeah. I, my mum just rang and was like, "Yeah, Dad's gone to hospital. This is it, basically. So get here." And then, yeah, there's no conversations with like, "Son, you know, give <laughs> fucking great advice for life and telling me shit about whatever. Nothing like that." Because the only things he said on the day he died, I got there and he he smiled at me when he when he realised I was there. And he said, uh, I haven't been able to sleep for days and now I can't wake up. And the only things he said for the rest of the time was basically saying that he would wants to die now. Pump me full of drugs so I can die, <laughs> basically. Which is what they did. So, yeah, he didn't yeah. end up having that. And then even before, in the dying process, no time did I manage to take an opportunity to say, to have any of the, you know, sort of conversations. Or We've talked about this a bit before, I think. You don't say what you want to say, you know. I could have had that chance because of the, you know, there was a process of him being ill rather than it being sudden. But yeah, well, that's a very. You don't say that, do you? You don't. You don't say it in those situations. That's when that those points when you realise that you know life is not like a film and these kind of like expectations you 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 emotionally like hang your hat on. Mm. Um, you know that there is potential for these things, and you know you want some kind of res- resolution, which is which is is essentially built from like narrative arcs from books and films. Yeah. Um, that those kinds of things don't really happen in real life, and no. um, that's just the way it is. And you've got to look for something else. Um, yeah. Oh, so that that was heavy. It turned very heavy, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Before. 
as when we're trying to think of something to talk about, the things I was thinking about were much lighter than that. <laughs> like, I mean, I said, have you seen that Pixar film? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, but, yeah, but then it's the dad thing, and then yeah, whereas dad dies, yeah, to be fair. Then let's yeah, talk yeah. about our dad's being dead. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, other people's dads have died. I'm sure they can identify with, with it. I, I mean, obviously, I cried a lot when my dad died, but the um, I think we mentioned before that, like, that having that happen to you, and maybe I think having kids, but but I think maybe maybe it's just also just getting older. I don't know whether it's, you know, it could just be a coincidence that these things have happened to us in kind of similar sequences. Um, well, actually, uh, yeah, well, you know, similar kind of periods in our lives. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely become more prone to the waterworks. Oh, I have, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and, like, yeah, James Gandolfini is something we've talked about before. Like, James Gandolfini, like, he's a, you know, fucking actor. Uh, obviously, he's in Sopranos, yeah. was in Sopranos, yeah. which is one of our, our favourite yeah. television shows. Yeah. Many people's favourite television shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, when he died, it, yeah, it, it, just, it just got me. Um Really got me, and uh, the, my my wife laughs, laughed, openly laughed at me, which is quite callous of her, I think. <laughs> but openly laughed at me on the underground one time and walked after he died. There was we walked past, and there was a poster for a film he was in, which was just coming out with um, him and uh, what's her name, Sarah Louise Dreyfus. Is that her name? Yeah, that's her name, so, isn't yeah. it? Sarah Louise. Yeah, is yeah. It Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Julia, sorry, no, Julia Louise oh, yeah, Dreyfus. It, yeah. um, um, and it's, I can't remember what it's called. It's called like Something's Gotta Give or something like that or yeah. something else or something like that. And it's like just them two like sat on a step in New York laughing. Right. And like I literally saw the poster and started crying. <laughs> just because it was like, oh my God. It's just, it was just like, whenever you heard anything like uh, other other actors like talk about him. It fucking sounds like the greatest guy, doesn't it? Yeah, sounds like a top, top Yeah, obviously there's the, the, yeah, the experience of watching the program is really kind of moving because he's, 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 um, he's quite, you know, a callous character, but quite emotionally complex and and very flawed. And the way the program's made is obviously really well done and it makes you kind of side with him. By the way, nothing has, nothing has surpassed it. Nothing has surpassed it. Not the wire, not breaking bad, not any other shit. No, no, listen. I'm not, I'm not in that, I'm not in that conversation. um, But yeah, but then you add the other level to it, which is like people who actually knew him and actors talking about him. It's like a kind of, he's like the big shy guy. Yeah. Um, um, he's and there's the, a lot of kind things uh, without without drawing attention to it, and then suddenly people find out that he. I think there's, I read a story about the actor who played um, AJ found out that he'd been like checking up on him and you know trying to make sure that he was all right and stuff like that. You know, just it, it just came across as like a kind-hearted guy. Although it is a bit weird that you would look at a person and cry. Like you know, I've. I thought it was. Oh, come on! I thought it was sad because he's got a, he had a young son. It was he was relatively young, fantastic actor. But I, I don't. I didn't get so sad. That Steve Gandolfini. What is that? Steve Gandolfini. <laughs> but, Sorry, uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure why you've connected that to. Uh, that was before your dad died as well so it's nothing it's not like hooked up with that no it? no it's nothing to do with my dad dying it's just um i think it's uh, yeah i don't know that's why i was saying like maybe it is just like a certain kind of uh, at some point i was more prone to the waterworks than i was before getting older man. um it's getting older isn't it mm. yeah mm. it's nice though, but yeah it's, it's like they're, they're like the the friend the friendly the friendly giant and the um um 
what he talks about he talks about Gary Cooper doesn't he the, the strong silent yeah, type silent, yeah. and that's yes that's what he wants to be in Sopranos but actually when you hear about what he was like in real life that's kind of what he's like actually he's kind of like the strong maybe not so strong but silent type um, and that kind of yeah it's just um, you can see why they cast him in it I guess that's, yeah. that's the thing um, yeah. So another just, TV just, recommendation, yeah. people. I don't know if if you have come across it, but yeah, Sopranos, good program. May not have discovered it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Niche. So she la- but did Kate? Did your wife Katie laugh at you literally while you were crying on the tube? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's funny. That's she pretty- thought it was hilarious that I was. Yeah, that I was crying <laughs> because James Gandolfini had died. Or that is, it I was is like quite reminded funny, of it. The crying thing is weird, like, you know, in my, I didn't business. cry like that in my, in my 20s. My wife used to say that it, there was something fucking no. wrong with it, basically. Uh, and then even when you try to see it because you didn't want anyone to see it, but now sometimes it's just uncontrollable. Like the worst one, was a, I think we've talked about before, watching uh, Judy, a film I was watching for, like, oh, <laughs> like almost as a, a favour to my wife. Okay, we'll watch that because, you know, you love Judy Garland. That's a really good film. But yeah, God, I was fucking crying all the way through, <laughs> like a baby. I don't even know why. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, weird. Criers, we're criers. We're modern men, modern men, that's what we are. Yeah. Modern men, yeah. Pathetic, Pathetic sad men. men. Emo- emotionally crippled men. <laughs> Fra- fra- we're fragile creatures. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, should we should we end on that note then? That's it, yeah. A tearful whimper. <laughs>